the next, I think the next thing that I'd like to touch on is um, two, three aspects of it. But the first part is you're very active on social media. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and I'd like to know why, first of all, mm-hmm. and what you think it, how, do, what role do you think it is playing in changing the landscape of Nigerian, mm-hmm. of, of Nigeria in general? Mm-hmm. Uh, good question. I signed up onto Twitter in 2012 or 2013. I can't, I can't remember, uh, but thereabouts, just uh, while I was in the National Assembly. I needed a space to rant and vent. And I thought uh, uh, this unregulated space with so many intellectuals would be the right place to uh, rave and rant. Uh, you know, and, and, and uh, it was for a while. It really, really was. Uh, you, you, you had sparkling discussions. You can criticize yourself and someone would critique your criticism of yourself. And you would see a different perspective of the image that you like to think of as yourself. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. One. Then two, it was also a good forum uh, for doing charity work. Someone would post, I give you an example recently, the boy whose, uh, whose arms, lower arms were chopped mm. off. Uh, yeah, Zubairu. Uh, Zubairu's picture was put up on a Thursday. By Friday, we found where he was in Gombe in hospital and we had eyes on him. By Monday, we had paid the bills and uh, by Thursday, I had, I've adopted, I had adopted Zubairu. If not for social media, I'd never have. It, it may have happened, but not with that speed. And we were able to jail the Malam who cost it 25 years. It has never happened in the history of northern Nigeria. Such happens, the parents will say, this is the will of God, and they, you know, God gave me the child, you know, and we walk away from it. But we are beginning to show people that you can be held accountable, even as a parent, and certainly as a ward or guardian, as a guardian, you must be held accountable on the charges that you are given in terms of words. So also in that regard, it is excellent. But there is so much bile so much anger, so much hatred, so much misunderstanding, so much deliberate distortion of truths, so much uh, deliberate ignorance and deliberate misconception of things, just like that. Then the same people that would criticize you would slide into your DM and ask you to help them. And when there is a cause, someone needs a wheelchair in a bakaliki, chances are the money could come from the north. People really come together. This is who we are as a people. We're very charitable people. We've only become uh, critics and skeptics of our own selves because chances are you'll give the money and it doesn't get done. You smell a scam in almost everything, unfortunately, our own doing. Now, but the cohesion that could exist in social media can make or topple governments. But unfortunately, we refuse to dwell on the good. We always want to hear the bad and amplify it under religious uh, flags, under regional flags, under tribal or ethnic, whatnot, like the so-called uh, Fulani herdsmen. Mm. Why qualify them as herd, uh, Fulani? Herdsmen are herdsmen. It's not every Fulani that's a herdsman, and it's not every herdsman that is Fulani. Mm. So why qualify? We don't say Ibo Amrabas, or Edo prostitutes, or Yoruba con artists. We don't. A con artist is a con artist. A prostitute is a prostitute. An Amrabah is an Amrabah. So a herdsman is a herdsman. Are they kidnappers? Are they vile, despicable people? Absolutely. Are they terrorists? Absolutely. Could they be Fulani? Absolutely. But that qualification, you alienate an entire people. You put an entire people on the defensive. 
I am Fulani. My father was Fulani. My mother was Fulani. Their parents were Fulani. Their parents' parents were Fulani, and so on and so forth. So if I hear a Yoruba friend of mine saying the Fulani herdsmen or the Fulani militia on a rampage or the Fulani government allowing Fulani Fulanis to go a mock, a mock killing and so on, it kind of breaks my heart because here I am thinking you and I are going to build a better Nigeria. Have you ever heard anyone say Edo prostitutes? Despite the fact that 97% of the returnees are from Edo? No, you don't. So, we need to be liberal and understanding in our definition of who we are subject to, who we think we are also. Social media, unfortunately, there's a lot more of that. If you were to look at Nigerians and base your opinion of Nigerian youth from participation in social media, you would say we're a very angry, 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 malicious, terribly dubious, you know, uh, deliberately cunning bunch of people. And that's not the truth. So, yes, in that regard, yes, there's a bit, uh, I've, I've uh, thought of switching out many, many times. Uh, but there's a lot of good in terms of uh, humanitarian reach. In terms of sometimes somebody would say something that is genuinely out of ignorance and you correct them and they would accept the correction. And that's good. It's a good thing. So, yes, it can be a force for good. It sounds very cliche and a force for evil, depending on what you want to use it for. Should it be regulated? Absolutely not. If you don't like someone, block them. If you don't like the space, delete your, uh, your profile and move on. You don't have to be there. Like something you touched on briefly is the issue of how of what the youth do on social media mm. and how angry and vile they are. And mm. I'm pretty sure you've noticed this. <laughs> now I want you to touch touch on that in particular. The the idea of this rift about anything. So whatever there is, whatever an mm. issue comes up, there's like oh one side. Mm. I am a man. My role is clear. It is defined. My wife is a woman. Her role is clearly defined, both by cultural uh, precepts mm. and by religious. Also, by the African traditional context, the roles are not interchangeable. It is only a lazy man that will allow a woman to become the man of the house to take care of him. It is only an irresponsible man that will bring children and not be able to, to cater for them. It is also an irresponsible man that will not open the, the door to a car for his wife or for a woman. It is an irresponsible man who will not pull a chair for a woman to sit down. I do not want to see a household that will get people are raised that, like that. But it is your opinion. If you feel you're so Western, you are living in the United States or in the Western world, anywhere, you, you, have, to, you have to belong. You have, to, you have this innate, insatiable need to be accepted, to belong, to become. And for you to justify the reason why you are there, you must say there's something wrong with your people. By all means, whatever floats your boat. After all, we have seen Igbo people from Imo uh, in Austria and uh, where's the, another place claiming they are running away from Boko Haram. Igbo people. You, you understand what I mean? Yeah. So, the Nigerian, unfortunately, in diaspora, feels he owes it a duty to his newfound uh, place to denigrate Nigeria. Unfortunately, if you were in a pub in London and something comes up about Nigeria, the first few people that will start uh, criticizing Nigeria, I bet you, are Nigerians in the diaspora. I am Nigerian. I'm proud of the green, white, green as much as I can. Mm. I can be. I love Nigeria. But do I like Nigeria as it is? Absolutely not. It should be a Nigeria built on our own terms, not on someone else's terms. So, 
That anger, I'm sure you school over there, you feel you have to justify yourself. Or you feel, you, you, you feel guilty if you were in Oxford or Yale or Harvard, or you'll be looked upon as one of, one of those who have raped that poor African country and their parents sent them here to school, yeah. a trust fund baby. So it's either or. So you have to justify yourself. I'm not a trust fund baby. My, my father worked very, very hard and is still working hard to sustain my stay here in this university as long as my grades are good. So again, it takes us back to my initial assertion. We are not confident enough in who we are. Today, if I'm speaking with a Christian, we are only talking about religion. I'm not talking to convert you. You are not talking to convert me. But we are trying to build understanding so that certain erroneous assumptions I can correct and vice versa. But the moment you start becoming defensive, then I'm onto something. You have low self-esteem, a crisis of confidence, and so on and so forth. I can wear my rags and go to Buckingham Palace and meet the Queen. I don't need to loan a suit or a jacket. So you have to be very confident in who you are and what you are about and know yourself well enough and be grounded. Upbringing is key. There is no place where lack of upbringing and irresponsible parenting is showcased more than Twitter, social media. Because you feel we're occupying the same space, even if it is a virtual one. I may be your father's friend. I may be your father's employer. But because you think we're tweeting, you insult me. That is not an African norm. We don't insult elder or elders. We don't. We don't cast as passions just like that willy-nilly. We don't. That is not the African way. Certainly, that is not the traditional way. That is not the Islamic way. That should not be the Nigerian way. If today I start writing terrible things, if I want to get a thousand tweets today, let me criticize Buhari. Again, it is the same scenario playing out. I'm a northerner criticizing a northerner. Oh, the rest of the country will lap it up. A Nigerian in diaspora criticizing Nigeria, oh, the world will lap it up. Yeah, but that's the same thing. But they are looking. So what I'm going to write, I am writing with a view to selling myself to somebody else. So I'm going to write what will, what will, what will float their boat. Then this new thing about feminism. Yeah, what is, what right. is feminism? What, what is feminism? You want the right to be a man? Be a man. I will stay at home and take care of the kids. Be a man by all means. You want, if I get me pregnant. What is this feminism? Yeah. Men, we are, we are created to be beasts of burden to these beautiful creatures called women. Now you want to be the beasts of burden. So take the burden. What feminism? It is, it is something that is a new ism, and people are trying to bring it in just to, just to again, confuse us the, the more and, and destroy what we are trying to rebuild. What is feminism? Then if there's feminism, then let's have maleism. Hmm? Where the, the misogyny, that's, that's what they would say is maleism. There is no space for misogyny whatsoever. There should, what is feminism? Fem what is, define it, please, you, the scholar. They call, I mean, the, the, the popular definition is the right for women to be human. To be human, what? Are you, because are you? The argument, the argument uh -huh. is that uh -huh. throughout history, uh -huh. women have been constrained. My first, my first outing, 2011, CPC, I contested against a woman. She gave me a bloody nose. She did. All the women I've had issues with, problems, they have dealt with me more than men have dealt with me. So, who is, so I should be flying the feminist flag. I am the feminist here. Huh? I, I give me the right to be human. Nobody will give you the right to, human, you, to be human. You're already human. 
Unless if you want role reversal. If you want role reversal, come out and say it. I believe sincerely what a man can do, a woman can do better. And it is for that same reason, I never wanted a son. I wanted girls only. I never wanted a son. God gave me one. He knows best. So this isms, isms, isms. Most of the time, Islamism is bad. All the isms are usually bad. Of course, as a woman, the beautiful creation of Allah, you, you are, you are, you are, you are neck and the shoulders above a man. But please allow me, ridicule me, let me be the beast of burden. Let me be the one to shield you. If you want to shield yourself, that's fine. Tell me. I will go to sleep. When the arm robbers, God forbid, come to the house, you go down and face them. Or maybe the arm robbers will even be women. Better still, you go down and face them. But this role reversal, a.k.a. feminism, I, I'm not very comfortable with. The point they make is that they're trying to... They're trying to... The, the, the need, there's a need to strip people of gender roles. How can you do that? First and foremost, we're Africans. Then we're Muslims. So you want to say you want to set aside what the Quran has said for what somebody else is not trying to define? She wants to wear a buzz cut. Why cut your hair? Wear a buzz cut. You want to get me pregnant? Let me go and put artificial womb. Let's do it. It is about role reversal. It, it has no place in our society. It does not. Feminism has no space by their own understanding or definition. Should women be more be, be better empowered? Absolutely. The women in Nigeria are more hardworking than the men. Especially in the north. I was raised by a mother. Not a single mother. The father was there, but she was more assertive. If, if not for my mother, I wouldn't be the way I am today. She was a hard-working woman. She did all that she could to ensure that I succeeded in life. And she succeeded. So most of us, if it were left to the, father, to the fathers, we wouldn't turn out the way that we're turning out. And that's a credit to womanhood. It is not about feminism. It's about women being women. Being the Amazons that they are. But not role reversal. To do what? You want to drive taxis? Drive taxis. You want more inclusion in, in politics? You have the votes. Vote for yourselves. Come out. Vote for yourselves. There are some dodgy clerics saying women should not aspire. You should not. That's nonsense. If truly you believe in it, come out. Campaign. People will vote for you. If you're worthy to be voted for. What feminism? What is feminism? It's really annoying. We, we, what? You go, you do your job, you come with the pay, you, you, you earn the money, she spends the money. Mm. So you should be uh, flying a flag saying, let me be human. Look at uh, good luck, Jonathan and the patients. Who had the power? Who wore the pants in that relationship? Eradua and his wife, who wore the pants? Babangida and his wife, who wore the pants? Even Mariam Abacha and Abacha, who wore the pants? Name one general whose wife is not in total control of. In fact, in the military, if you have one star, the wife always has one rank above you, two stars. So tell me, what else? Hmm? Ah, so there is, no, there is no repression happening here. There is no oppression. Of course, there are some cultural issues. Islam is liberating. Culture can be restricting. Uh, what is happening, for example, if you say the burqa or the whatnot or the what? My children start covering up from one. By choice. They don't do the face veil, veil but they put the, the hijab. By choice. You say by choice. You give them they, it is entirely up to them. They want to do it, I buy it for them. They don't want to wear it, I don't buy it. It's as simple as that. Did any out of the six choose not to? One. One loves music. She loves music. She's a rap head, just like me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, however they want. 
uh, I will allow them to be the human beings that they should be. But there must be, there must be calibrated mechanisms set in place for control. God has given me that right as their father. Until the day they marry, then they become someone else's responsibility. Boko Haram and the Chibokas and the politicization of those movements yeah. across the West. For example, like the way you bring back our movements, like oh, my daughter is an active campaigner. Oh, right. What do you think about movements that that are local but go that but grow global for a brief period of time and then no, but you see again, again, when we are. I am in Nigeria, I know about the Chibok issue better than most. Uh, uh, it was a tragedy that could have been, should have been uh, avoided. Unfortunately, it happened. But it is not only about the Chibok girls. I thought when the Chibok girls movement started, it would be representative of the girl child. For every Chibok girl taken, and I, this is no exaggeration, in fact, I am not even, it is underreported what I would say, Probably for every Chibok girl, a hundred other northern Muslim girls has been taken. Yeah. i give you an example with the Dabchi girls. When the Dabchi girls were taken, when it was thought to be all northern Muslim girls, nobody said boo. But when they came back and there was one non-Muslim, it became all about Leah Sharibu. Un unfortunately, we, there is this tendency to create celebrity victims. So the Chibok girls come back. What happens to the rest? Who is campaigning for the rest? Yeah, sometimes they say bring back the Chibok girls and all other girls. Sometimes. But I'm yet to see a congresswoman. What is her name? I can't remember my colleague's name. Anyways. Or the president, uh, Potus' wife, holding a sign saying bring back the Chibok girls and the rest of the girls in captivity. I mean, so, so the case is that they are verifiable. Like, the others are verifiable also. I mean, no, like the, the others are verifiable. The, to their parents... If Sheikhau's mother would come out and say she hasn't seen her son in 15 years, what about the other victims in the IDP camps? Are they not verifiable? The ones that are in the IDP camps cannot be asked, where are your children? Oh, I lost five girls. What about the five girls that are alleged to have been uh, buried amongst the Dabchi girls? What, what is their identity? Who has tried to find out their faces and show their picture and tell their story? Nobody. I am all for bring back every single captive. But we shouldn't turn some captives into celebrities at the expense of others. Just like we should not try to uh, turn Boko Haram, repentant Boko Haram fighters into celebrities at the expense of their victims. All the DDRRRR nonsense, PVE, PCVE, whatever it is, I don't believe in it. These people wanted Sharia. They did what they did. They are repentant. Yes, we agree you are repentant, but we will now do Sharia law on you. What does Sharia say on what you did? Sharia says, chop off your head, we chop off your head. But we'll not put you in some secluded country cl club where we teach you uh, how, to go, how to be reintegrated into a society that you chose not to be a part of. While IDPs are in the camps, under the rain, without food to eat. That's ridiculous now. I mean, so if you could, for example hold the strings of our culture mm. and you have all these different things playing, what would be your ideal Nigerian or, Ni or Nigerian state in sort of defining uh, uh, what uh, our culture would look we, like? We, we go back to, again, self-determination. Let every region determine what they want to be. Mm. 
Northern region, northern region. Eastern region, eastern region. Western region, western region. If we're going to, uh, to change the federating units to become the zones, so be it. It is easier that way because there would be homogeneity. If you're homogeneous, you have more in common. In the north, let's say in Meiduguri, where it would probably be 85% Muslims, there are more Muslims. So they can decide to behave a particular way. In Plateau, where, for example, likely there are more Christians, whatever it is, whatever ethno-religious eccentricities you may have, you live by them. Well, let's go back to the regions. Then we can determine who we want to be. Ironically, there are three things that unite us in this country. One, football. Two, jollof rice. You don't mess with our jollof rice. This is a really dark. You don't join. You don't. <laughs> we all agree jollof rice is jollof rice. And I will say it uh, uh, without fear of being uh, proven wrong. The best jollof rice is made by Yoruba people. It is not our food, Northerners. It is absolutely fantastic. Then, of course, the third one, corruption. The only thing that unites us is corruption. It is the only time we discard our malam, our pastor. We all chop around the same table. Because there are two tribes in Nigeria, the rich and the poor. That's it. So, self-determination. We have to agree that people have the right to self-determination. IPOB, before they went crazy and started saying all the nonsense they were saying, they have a right. They want to secede? Go ahead. Do it the legitimate way. Pure and simple. But you don't come out and start uh, infringing on the freedoms and liberties of other people. Just because you have some, everybody is aggrieved. I am aggrieved, you are aggrieved, he's aggrieved, she's aggrieved. We're all aggrieved as Nigerians. We all need therapy, one form or the other, <laughs> as Nigerians. We've all been abused, the rich and the poor alike, which is why we're all angry. And even those who steal the billions and billions, is really they are only stealing because they are unhappy. Maybe if they were happy, they wouldn't steal the money. Steal the money and do what? Ultimately, you take the money to Switzerland. In a numbered account, you die, that money is gone. Why not? If you didn't have where to go and stash the money, would you have stolen the money? It's like stolen crude. If there aren't refineries that are refining stolen crude, would you steal the crude? So these are things that, you know, we have to, we have to agree to give the same way we support as a national policy the right to self-determination uh, for the Palestinians. We should support the right to self-determination for our people at home. Provided constitutional norms are followed. And this constitution is not the Torah, it is not the Bible, it is not the Quran. It is a craft, it is, is man-made. So we can scatter it and rearrange it. They want to restructure, I am all for restructuring. And for me, restructuring would be to go back to a parliamentary system, to regional governance. No matter what calamity will befall upon us, let it follow. When we now decide to abandon it, it will be a deliberate choice out of respect. And the fact that we all faced existential threats without each other, then we come back together and then we say, okay, let's move forward. But not because someone just sat down and drew up. We don't have founding fathers. We don't. They are not our founding fathers. Lord Lugard is our founding father. Whether we like it or not, our founding fathers were never pan-African. Founding fathers on the Afri Western African coast, or in fact, the whole of Africa, tend to be more pan-African. Ours were just people who came with their own regional issues and they agreed to do it together mm. after we get it together then we go back which is why if you go back to history there is no region that has not threatened to secede in nigeria so it's not a new thing this amalgamation the basis the foundations are weak so self-determination the right to be as long as it does not 
infringe on someone else's freedoms or liberties or well-being. And one day we'll have someone brave enough to say, let's hold a referendum. Yea or nay? Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you.